So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast episode 116 for... What's the date today? August 20th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and we have a full crew today. Firstly, let's let's start with ladies first. Nicole Nicolotis Robinson Carroll. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We have Andrew Rowe McFain. I'm surprised that you didn't like say one of the one of the guys after you said ladies first. I, I thought about it. It did cross my mind, but I did not I, I was like, nah, that's too easy of a joke. That's what that was. The low-hanging fruit, if it will, if you will. Yeah, uh, we have Earl Gray the Third. Hey, everybody! I've been drinking a lot of Powerade this week. That's mm-hmm. lovely. Electrolytes—they're what plants crave. Yeah, and we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Nemesis zero three two zero douchebag Besh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not going to say anything, apparently. <laughs> no, his text to speech. Oh, 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 I can't do that because I, I disabled it. So I'll have to say, this week I'll be participating in via Discord's text-to-speech services. I hope this... You had that prepared. I, 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 I realized that. You were dedicated yeah. to that joke. Yeah, I was. ruined everything, Nathan. Restart the podcast! <laughs> Redo it. Redo it all. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Just, we're just, just dub it on. in. Oh, okay. I know how much you love editing. I do. This I do love kerfuffle it. is all going to get left in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't edit anything out. The uh, most important thing is I heard it, and that's really the reason I did it. Oh, okay. And, of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. So let's start by asking what games we played. There actually, uh, before we go there, there's not very much gaming news that we're going to talk about this week because not a lot's happening. But uh, we do I got some news stories, but we're going to ask what games we've been playing this week. So, Earl, what games have you been playing this week? I uh, delved a bit into the old school and played some uh, Sega Genesis games and some PC Engine games. So a lot of JJ and Jeff, as well as some of the Wonder Boy titles for the PC Engine. And then I topped it all off with some uh, Gradius 2. Oh, well, that's you've been playing some a wide variety of games there. Uh, yes. Now, the Wonder Boy series, that uh, that's one that's mostly famous in Japan, right? Yes, and it's incredibly convoluted, the way that it was uh, somewhat associated with Adventure Island over here, and then everything got different titles. There are several more titles in Japan, and they're way cheaper than they are over here. But it's a lot of fun, actually. It's sort of an action platformer with a lot of RPG elements. Oh, good, good. I played, a, I think there's a Sega Genesis one? Yes, that would be Wonder Boy 3. Yeah, I think so. And then they also released another Wonder Boy. They like re-released a Wonder Boy recently or something. Yes, which very good. Oh, okay. Now the real question on everyone's mind is: Do we ever find out the secret of Wonder Boy's powers? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you ever do. I think it's just uh, bravery, probably, and and blast processing. Yeah. <laughs> and is there I, mighty I, juice involved in this game? Is Chief I, Keith involved in this game? Is that what you said? Mighty, mighty juice filling uh, crevasse. Ah, <laughs> see, I get, I get the, I get the jokes, but they're not very good. See, see, if you don't acknowledge it, I have to push it until. 
Thank you, my comedy wingman. <laughs> All right, and as you've heard, uh, let's talk to our. Uh, we already mentioned that he's here, but Andrew Ro McFain, what games have you been playing this week? Uh, I play this that that Sonic Mania. That's a good game. What about uh, Res Infinite? Res Infinite's that. a good game. Yeah, but I've I, I played that like whenever it came out. Okay, so yeah. you've been playing uh, you've been playing Sonic Mania. Is it good? Do you but, like it? Yeah, um, it's definitely reminded me of how much I suck at Blue Sphere uh, special stages. Oh, I fucking um, hate those. Oh, those yeah. are terrible. Yep. Um, there's apparently an unlock system that I I don't really know what all is included in it because I haven't finished the game yet. Um, but yeah, it's like. Man, they should just uh, fire all of Sonic Team and just let Christian Whitehead and whoever he wants uh, work on every Sonic game from now on forever. Oh, yeah? Why's that? Uh, this is the best Sonic game uh, since probably Sonic... Objectively, since Sonic 3, um, in my personal opinion, since Sonic uh, Adventure 2, because I love that game. But even yeah, though, Even though it's not very good? I, a lot of people would say that Sonic Adventure 2 has a lot of mediocre content yeah. and that the only fun stages are the Sonic stage, Sonic and I, Shadow stages. I honestly don't... I don't think that those games have aged very well. That's the problem I have with them. They're still... Sonic Adventure 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> so, uh, I thought the robotic stages were okay with the missile lock-on system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I think the whole game has has its benefits. So uh, that Comic Sans font that we all remember so fondly, man, that game but, was of time. Uh, something actually more interesting in my mind, at least, is uh, I've been playing Super Hot VR. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Holy shit! Like, you want to talk about a game that is like the perfect use case for VR? Uh, the only thing that I I dislike about my experience with the game isn't even the game's fault. Uh, it's just that PlayStation VR is a hunk of shit. And even in the most optimal environment, which I don't know how much better you can make the environment than a dark basement with no lights on. But apparently that's still not good enough for PSVR because the tracking is just god awful sometimes. So come and play with my wife. Just, yeah, just swing I'll, over to Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Just a hop. <laughs> Head over there. I'll ride over on the moon. <laughs> okay. Uh, as it's <laughs> passing over. Yeah, just drop down and you'll you'll oh, the, land the, about the tracking. 20. Yeah, because I've been thinking about buying a uh, PSVR. Uh, the the thing is, like, it, it seems to really depend on what game you're playing and whether or not the move controllers are involved. The move controllers seem to just make things too hard on it. I don't know. But okay. you you end up over time uh, getting like shift where the PSVR just can't figure out where you're actually located, and e uh, no matter how many times you reset your your position, you'll just very slowly drift off in one direction. Well, it's um, just like uh, the the Vive has those two fucking sensors you've got to put up. Yeah, Which... and I think that that's part of the weakness, though, is that the PSVR only has the one camera that's sitting on top of your TV. Right. And the the field of view on the camera just isn't wide enough for a lot of things, because, uh, like, with a game like uh, with uh, Super Hot, 
you have to obviously have a pretty wide range of motion and the PSVR just isn't built for that sort of thing. Right. And so a lot of the trouble I have is that I'm reaching for a gun that's flying through the air and then up my hands outside of the range of the camera. And now my hand is just flying off into space because it doesn't know where it is anymore. Did you know that Uh, uh, tabletop simulator has VR control? It yeah. does. It's kind of a mess to use, it's but fucking, I've it's fucking it. awful. Yeah, the, like, it, it's all, terrible to control. Anyway, go on. All all this has really done is is shown me that VR as a concept is definitely like just compelling beyond words, but you need the right tech behind it. I still think that if you don't have a PC that can do VR that PSVR is an amazingly cost-effective solution for getting into the thing, especially if you don't know whether or not you're going to have like motion sickness or whatever, with the Oculus Rift being, I think, about the same price as the PSVR right it now. It is the if same price, are, yeah. Yeah, if you already have a 1000 series or a 980 Ti, I would definitely go with the Oculus Rift before PSVR. Um, but if you already have a PS4 and you don't have a high-end PC, PSVR is definitely a great jumping point to like go in and play stuff like like Res Infinite, um, like uh, uh, keep talking and keep talking nobody explodes. And nobody, yeah. uh, I expect you to die is another really good one. Um, stuff like that, just to to kind of get into the platform and realize how amazing it is because as i said back whenever i got it i had no idea how incredible it was until i actually experienced it elite and dangerous the- rick and morty games awesome i'm sorry what was that nickel i've heard the rick and morty vr game is awesome yeah i i have little doubt about that because it's made by the uh the job simulator guys and job simulator for a short and non-replayable experience as it is, is an impeccable demonstration of how fun even mediocre experiences otherwise can be in VR. See, I've heard, I've heard um, mixed things about Rick and Morty because I've heard, Oh yeah, it's, it's great, but from, but that's from people who like Rick and Morty. Well, and have yeah, you have to. That it obviously, feels like you have you're in to the world like, of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then other people just said, "Oh, it's just job simulator with jokes from Rick and Morty." That that is what and it is. So, job simulator. <laughs> job simulator is a fun VR experience. I, I want to know. I don't have it. Not you. you know, yeah, I wouldn't pay. I think it's like forty dollars, and yeah. that's just but. <laughs> I kind I'm think I kind of want to get uh start playing uh Elite Dangerous again with VR but I yeah I would definitely be all over that. Yeah, I'm just like I already I already own it. Um but in order to get it on Steam, I would have to buy oh, it again. So I I don't. No, oh really? Yeah, no, if you go on your account on their website, you get a free Steam key. Oh, I need to do that. Yeah. Then I would just have to buy the Horizons pack, right? Yep, which Ooh. is thirty dollars. Yeah, I might do that. Anyway, let's yeah, move I, on. Yeah, I've been considering. <laughs> uh, Connor, what games have you have? It's okay. You could take that line again. <laughs> Connor, what games have you been playing? 
Still been playing a whole bunch of Breath of the Wild. My goodness, I am in love with this game. It's fucking uh, it's, amazing. It's, it's the perfect game for my lifestyle, my play it's style. It's great until it rains like every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had my fair share of not being able to climb and just going, well, I could either teleport or I could wait it out. Yeah. <sighs> Guess I'm waiting it out. Yeah. Until uh, it starts raining again. It's, it's <laughs> just a whole lot of fun. Uh, you know, usually what ends up happening is I play on the train, like the whole way down to the city. Uh, I'll play during my lunch break and forget what I was doing. So I'll turn around and go start doing something else. And then on the way back, I'll start picking it up and I'll be like, great. What am I doing now? My adventure queue, uh, save for taming all the divine beasts is a goddamn mess because I'll go to start, do something. And then mid transit, get distracted and go exploring. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot where you're just like, Oh, well, and that's what happens to me in any open world game. I'm like, I'm going to go do this. And then I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. And yep. <laughs> and then like four hours later, I'm like, what was I doing? I don't know. I'm going to go take a nap. It's, it's the Fallout 4 syndrome of I got to go save my son. But also this place has ceramic plates in it. And I really need ceramic right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry, uh, Sean. He, he's waited this long. Good point. Good point. So, and lastly, but not least, Nicole, what games have you been playing? Speaking of Fallout, uh, I'm still playing Fallout New Vegas again. I'm almost to the end of the uh, Old World Blues expansion. Oh, right, right. And and you start to and and Connor mentioned ceramic plates, and I can't help but think of Muggy. <laughs> The robot who you turn in coffee mugs and, and dishes to. <laughs> oh right, and, yeah. Uh, and mount whatever. Uh, but I was, I've been playing some some Fallout New Vegas, and uh, also I have been playing against my better judgment Bloodborne again. How's that going for I you? I've been stuck on I've been stuck on Rom the Vacuous Spider for like two weeks. I don't and know I've who tried, that is. And I have tried like every combination of allies. Every combination of weapons, and I just can't do it. Get good. Yeah, some some people just I mean, like playing bad games. We, we <laughs> I don't do what? judge you for it. We forgive you. We're saying that you're playing a bad game. We are. Oh, is, are you going by the logic of if I'm bad at it, it must be bad? <laughs> no, I'm going by the logic of Bloodborne is a terrible fucking game. I, I, I don't. You, you, you cut. Yet, you cut off, and I didn't hear a word you just said, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I said the problem isn't that you're bad. The problem is Bloodborne is bad. <laughs> hey, yeah. look at that, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about video games in our video game podcast. Yay! Now we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the games. Yeah, but I've comment, been but comment, comment section. If you have strats for Rom the Vacuous Spider, I need them badly. But do not tell me to use the flame sprayer because it is garbage. Um, but that's my strategy. Like that game. My strategy is uh, get good. <laughs> Get good, bro. That's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, I, I hear I hear that from my husband all day. I don't need it from you. <laughs> you don't need it from your children. Um, so I'm going to talk about the games I've been playing real quick. I haven't played a ton of games. I did play Enter the Gungeon. I bought that game this week, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good uh, roguelike. I enjoy it. It's kind of like Binding of Isaac, but you get a dodge roll and everything is guns. So the enemies on the first level are bullets, giant bullets who have guns that are shooting you. And then 
one of the guns that I got was a shotgun shell was the gun that shot shotguns. So uh, it, Into the Gungeon. It's a really, really creative game. Yeah. But it really, whenever I played it, all I ever kept feeling was that, man, it's like I'm playing Isaac, but I can't fucking aim at anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the bullets, they don't shoot in a straight line. Like, they do, but, like, they they move from side you to can side. Aim three, yeah. You can aim 360 degrees, and that, that lack of precision with anything other than a mouse makes it really fucking hard to play, and using a mouse makes it really fucking hard to play. Yeah. Like, I I would much prefer it if there was some kind of, even even like an arrow or a line or something, which I'm sure that that's like a power-up. It is. I don't know, it, the <laughs> game just feels too cumbersome. And maybe yeah. it's just because I need to get good, but yeah, you probably I, you I got need to get frustrated good. too quickly. Cause I, I was like, I would rather just play Isaac. Yeah, I played a lot of Enter the Gungeon, and it's okay. You yeah. know, like the enemies are bullet sponges. That's my, that's my biggest issue. Yeah, it's not as good as Binding of Isaac, but games like Isaac just stress me out. Do they? Yeah, I mean anything anything that's like super fast. Well, I mean, of course, I can tell you that. Uh, basically, I am in a constant state of panic when I'm playing Bloodborne. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, I don't okay. know why I subject myself to these stressful games, but do I feel you, like I kind of have to, like, you know, prove my gamer cred or something. Do, I don't know. Do you play Dark Souls as well? Uh, I haven't graduated to that yet. I figured since Bloodborne is kind of known as Dark Souls Light, I'll start there. <laughs> Just start out at the beginning. Start with Demon's Souls. And um, kill yourself. That's pretty much what yeah, you do. Don't don't <laughs> play Demon Souls. Is if there, you, yeah. If you're not having a good time with Bloodborne, you're not going to have a good time with Demon Souls. Your mic got shitty, Aroa. I didn't I didn't do anything. No. Oh, well, you sound weird. Anyway, let's move on to some stories. Now, this one is one I actually want to talk to Nick Lotus about because I think it's funny, oh, and dear. I want I want a woman's uh thought on this basically um there was a guy okay. who he was a white supremacist and we're not gonna be talking about the whole nazi thing or anything like that but he was actually um taken off of what was it he was taken off of a uh, okay cupid yeah he was taken off okay cupid but before he left he had a post with advice to girls or women uh for dating tips for women and i want i want your thoughts on these dating tips you ready for some unsolicited unsolicited nazi knowledge on you <laughs> <sighs> number one unless you're here for casual sex stop telling me you're sick of the games uh number two your boundaries are complete bullshit <laughs> number three if you're if you aren't interest in interested in sex i'm not interested in you uh, number four, if you think all men suck, this tells me you've been ha- you have a habit of choosing shitty guys. That says a lot about him, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Number five, in a photo of you and your friend, I assume you're the ugly one. <laughs> uh, number six, I'm here for you, not your ex boyfriend. Number seven, even, I'm. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. I'm assuming I... that it's like that. 
He doesn't want to hear about your past relationships. Precisely. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's more like people who are stuck on like that. That one yeah. actually kind of makes sense. I'm sorry, a neo-Nazi has this an issue guy? with people being stuck in the past. <laughs> this, guy this, guy doesn't, this guy doesn't belong on OK Cupid. He needs to be in the casual section of Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, num- there's two more. Number seven, I'm here for you, not your kids. Um, and number eight, if all I can see is your face, you're a fat girl. Yeah, because he's such a prize. <laughs> I know. I know. Who would have thought a neo-Nazi would be a terrible date? Hey so, baby, want to go hate some minorities? So what do, what do you think about these dating tips? Do you have any tips for this guy? Sterilization? Um yes, yes, I would agree with that, but uh were there but any that's other just a, that's just a kind humble suggestion. <laughs> so, uh let, let me ask you a question real quick, Nicolotis. Are you not allowed to be opinionated when it comes to things like Am I not... Nazi castration? <laughs> I, you guys, I don't know. My connection is terrible. I can only hear about half of what you're saying. But you were saying, I'm, are you are you asking about what I'm actually allowed to say in public? <laughs> like, are you allowed to publicly say, "Yeah, let's castrate those Nazis"? I don't think, I don't think that would be kosher. No, damn. Uh, I, mean, I, I try to avoid. I think kosher. advocation of violence is inherently not allowed. Yeah, probably. I, not. Have you seen the president's Twitter? <laughs> Uh, the president. Yeah, well, I can't. I can't, I, I can't comment. Kind of does. Yeah, um, but, but this guy, yeah, he's 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 he is clearly a prize and a winner to be pursued. All of us ladies should feel blessed that he was <laughs> willing to pass down his wisdom to us and help so, us see the light. So he had he had one or two. Uh, or he had he had one valid point here. Like number number six, I'm here for you, not your ex boyfriend. That's the one thing that I'm like, okay, I kind of get it because if you're dating, if or if you're seeing somebody and all they talk about is their ex, I totally well, sure. Get nobody that. wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear about their current person's ex. No, yeah. nobody wants to hear that. Exactly. But, um, know, it, just, it just seems like I mean, and, and put I mean, and it's fine to put that out there, but this is just presented in the most aggressive and toxically masculine way imaginable. Yeah, like I can't imagine this guy had a hard time finding people <laughs> on OkCupid. Uh like like Obviously it's the women that are wrong. Obviously it's their fault because uh at, no, you know what? If uh, number 4, if it wasn't from this guy, uh, might have been like an okay one because uh, it says if you think all men suck that you might have a habit of choosing shitty guys. Some people. It's kind of ironic considering he's them. a shitty yeah. guy. <laughs> well, but, yeah. Well, see, I also I also kind of have to uh, give some pause to looking at someone whose dating profile reads like a, a stupid bumper sticker saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there's a. Oh wait, there's more. Let me see if oh. I can get there real quick. Oh boy, there's more. There, there might be more. But it wait, says there's more. But wait, it says you can read the post here for full advice. But these are the main tips. But it looks like his site might have been taken down. I'm, That's okay. I'm, I've no, lost enough okay, brain cells today. I don't need life. to see any more. I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, um, Earl. Okay, Cupid has banned him from for life. 
They have they have banned him for life and uh will within ban- ten minutes of finding out he was on there. Yeah. Which by the way, we have to switch so to we have to switch to another story. Uh a neo Nazi website. And see they, they go together. Um and this actually does have to do with tech because it's Cloudflare that has done it. So Cloudflare has banned a neo-Nazi website, uh, Daily, Daily Stormer, and apparently they've been getting, like, uh, like GoDaddy knock them down, and a bunch of other people, like, be like, oh, no, we aren't one. going to, we're not going to, um, we're not going to host you. And so they went to some Russian website, uh, domain company or whatever, and uh, anyway, Cloudflare ended up doing the same thing. Uh, they have made it so that uh, the Daily Stormer cannot get uh, DDoS protection from Cloudflare, which actually Reet and Entertainment uses Cloudflare as well. Every uh, fo- everybody fucking uses Cloudflare. Yeah, we use the free version. It's great. Yeah. Um, so Cloudflare terminated the account of the Daily Stormer. So this is uh, this is a a letter that the CEO of Cloudflare wrote to his uh, employees. And he said earlier today, Cloudflare terminated the account of the Daily Stormer. We've stopped proxying their traffic and stopped answering DNS requests for their sites. We've taken measures to ensure that they cannot sign up for Cloudflare services again. Um, And then he goes on to say stuff, and I don't want to read the whole thing, but basically, to summarize, he says, I made this decision as the CEO, and I shouldn't be able to do that. Um, there should have been some structure in place for that. Um, he said he woke up, he was in a bad mood, and he banned the site. <laughs> um, and which makes sense. I mean, he's mad at neo-Nazis. I kind of get it. Um, he said, after I told him what, he, uh, what we were going to do, he said, is this the day the internet dies? And he was half joking, but I actually think it's an important question. It's important that what we did today does not set a precedent. The right answer for us is to be consistently uh, content neutral, but we need to have a conversation about who and how the content online is controlled. We couldn't have had that conversation while the Daily Stormer site was using us. Now, hopefully, we can. And so it kind of makes sense. He doesn't want... To be the one guy that says, no, we, we're not going to host that. Um, because he thinks that we should have an open internet that is free for, for everyone's opinions. So what do you guys think about this? Do you think that he was in the right for banning them? Personally, I do. Um, I, thought the whole reason, I thought the whole reason behind the site getting taken down is that the people posting to it were inciting violence, which violated their terms of service. Right. Um, but and technically, and technically, inciting violence is also not constitutionally protected speech. Right. Um, and I don't think, I don't know about Cloudflare's terms of service. It might not have been, a, been against their terms of service, but it was against GoDaddy's terms of service. Oh, okay, okay. And, and other uh, website hosting companies, because Cloudflare doesn't host anything. Uh, they kind of do. It's weird. You you host the site through like GoDaddy or DreamHost or something, and then um, you go to Cloudflare and they you can use their servers they, to kind of DDoS become, protection. Yeah, they become 
the the like name server for all your DNS queries and whatnot. Yeah, they, they act as a go between for all the requests that go to your website to make sure that you're not getting flooded. Yeah, and so what it does is it makes the website load slightly slower, ever so slightly. Um, but it it works really well, and it, pro- it typically protects you from DDoS attacks. Although I like think that. that Cloudflare also has a CDN. They which, do. Uh, yeah, I think it's expensive, though. I think I'm pretty sure that their paid services are pretty pricey, which is why we don't use them because we don't get enough traffic. Well, yeah, they're meant for or they're like big company, but um, yeah. it's interesting that we ended up bringing this up. Because I brought this up in a video I posted on my YouTube channel. Um, and I was talking about this exact thing. I didn't is, really is, know all the details. Let's let's go back. Is that the one that you filmed in portrait mode? Yes. You did it in the wrong fucking mode. Anyway, go on. <laughs> go, go on. I'll film it with fucking my, the, the app that I have for that specific purpose next time. How no, no. That? You know what you no. should do is instead of filming it in landscape, just put... The same video across the oh yeah three times yeah I love those those are great <laughs> no, just just zoom it in really far and put a blur filter over it and it, it'll look professional yeah um, now um, I, I talked about this that uh, not the, the Cloudflare thing in particular but the site being pulled down from various companies uh, because. The companies basically just didn't agree with them, and even even if it was if it was a matter of like inciting violence and whatever, okay, like I get that. But there is also the question of, okay, even if it was constitutionally perfect, uh, protected free speech, technically these companies don't have any legal requirement to host these people's content on their service. They they don't have to, even if it is a matter of we just don't agree with it. It's not. That it's illegal, we just don't like it. And I question whether that's okay. Because... Yeah, it's kind of... It kind of goes along with the same principle that a lot of business owners try to say, we have the right to refuse service to anyone, and that's when it becomes a big dust-up when certain people aren't provided certain services. And that's actually an example that I gave in my video, was that you remember back... The, uh, around the time that gay marriage was becoming legalized, there was a lot of complaining from conservative businesses that, well, I shouldn't have to serve gay people getting married wedding cakes or right. or what have you. Right. And at the time, I was kind of on the fence because it's like, well, yeah, I guess they really shouldn't be forced to do business with somebody if they don't want to. And... Uh-huh. I think that if it, you if you have if you want to have the right to refuse service, you have to the people who are for or against it need to be consistent. And I'm going to interrupt you and tell you a bit of a story about one of my friends. And a few years back, there was a place that refused to make a cake for a guy who was a Nazi and his son. He named Adolf Hitler. And so the place would not make a cake that said, happy birthday, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I know. I know. A little funny. <laughs> to that cake. Yeah. Um, and my friend said, oh, well, good, good. They shouldn't, they shouldn't serve him. Then, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's a Nazi. Well, and then the, the whole gay marriage 
you know, gays were able to get married and people were refusing service to homosexual couples. And my friend was like, oh, that's just wrong. They should they should provide service. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're being a hypocrite now because you're saying that one place can refuse service because they disagree with something, but another place cannot refuse service. And what you're doing there is you're creating bad precedent where you say one thing is okay to refuse, but another thing isn't. You should be very consistent in what you're saying. And um, like with me, I think that yes, businesses should be able to refuse service to to people if they disagree with them, uh, because that is, I mean, you're allowed to. It's not against the law to refuse service to people. If they make a law that says you can't refuse service based on, uh, you know, sexual identity or or sexual preference, then we'll get into a different subject. Uh, but anyway, sorry for interrupting, Aroa. Well, it, it, but that kind of goes along with what I'm saying, is that is, does that change once a company becomes as ubiquitous as Facebook or Twitter or Google, even? Like... Is it the same thing as I'm not going to make you a wedding cake whenever it's I'm not going to let you post your thoughts on the most used public platform in the world? Yeah, it is a slippery slope. I honestly, uh, so here's my thing. I think that Google should, like Google or Facebook should have the right to do that because they are not, um, they're not like owned by the government or anything. Yeah. And and so they should have the right to do that. But um they're going to be smart enough to know that if they do that, there's going to be a huge backlash against them and then we're all going to switch to MySpace again, right? Uh well, you, you say that. My what? <laughs> you you say that, but look at what YouTube has already started doing. Oh and yeah. Some of the announcements they've made recently where they're saying that we're going to start putting videos that incite that that give controversial views and we're going to put them into what's called a limited state where they can't be shared, there is no comment feature, no rating feature, they don't show up in suggested videos. Basically it's the same thing as them being unlisted but even more limited than that. Like the only way that that video is going to get shared is if you have the link and you manually post it somewhere. And and they're allowed... I mean, again, they're a company... They're, they're, they're allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. But should, should we be complacent in that? I mean, again, it, the most we can do is try to make laws that basically say you can't refuse service or, or limit things like that for views that are contrary to your own because right yeah. now the, the businesses have whatever control they want um whatever happens at their business so youtube has the right to do that sadly yeah it's just i i it's kind of worrisome to me that we have a kind of an echo chamber uh particularly with liberal groups i mean conservative groups are guilty of it too but no liberals are definitely pretty outspoken about like that well if it's something that they don't agree with it needs to be taken off the internet yeah and that's uh, stupid we need to get this guy fired we need to do this and 
the fact that Silicon Valley is definitely more liberal leaning kind of makes it easier to accept, I think, because yeah. most of the public, or at least, you know, millennials and whatnot, are more liberal leaning. Yeah. But there, I, there I, are some. So I kind of get YouTube's. It's about money. If it is about money, it's all it about is. money. It, the 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 advertisers look at those videos and they say, you know, it's a very very small percentage of videos on YouTube, and with not as many views as say, you know, a lot of the liberal outlets. But they look at those it, videos and say, hey, these people are Nazis, and they're trying to incite violence. We're not going to be on YouTube anymore just because they see one video. It's and, just worrisome that we start out with these things with, well, we're not going to let neo-Nazis and we're not going to let white supremacists and and people who sympathize with terrorists and all this. We're not going to let them be on our platform. But, but the then, domino effect. Yeah. What happens whenever, well, we're not going to allow people that uh, fat shame post videos anymore we're not gonna allow people who dislike this political figure to post videos anymore yeah where like, does it, it stop no, yeah. well there is a there is a reporting system for harassment at least i don't know how good it is but yeah. it's there and, but and that's been abused out the ass by groups uh, the same way that dmca uh, takedowns have been yeah abused. they need to tighten they really need to tighten down on false reporting and youtube refuses like to do that and, and companies in general refuse to do that i was banned this week from using facebook for 24 hours because i i uh I, there was there was some stupid fucking video that a friend of mine posted and he commented on it in support of it and then i replied to his comment and said wow guy I didn't know you were fucking retarded. Yeah, and then you got uh that that comment was removed uh and my Facebook account was frozen for 24 hours. I couldn't post on my personal Facebook. I couldn't message people. I couldn't even react to posts, which also froze my Facebook page. It's okay. Like, I got um I I got a temporary suspension from Twitter for calling somebody a dickbag. So it's it's just like it, and even then, I feel like it's different whenever you're doing that to a random stranger on the internet. But this is a dude that's been on my friends list for years. Like I've known him since fucking high school, and Facebook is now telling me, "No, you can't be mean. That's bad." And uh, I don't like I don't like where that's going. That if right. we're going to have these platforms that are basically universal, that like, because I went years without having a Facebook account until I tried to get my YouTube like brand kind yeah. of to become a thing. And I had to make a Facebook account because I wanted to make a page. And I have actually gotten like stuff from having that Facebook page, but it just comes back to like, when is the shit that I make not going to be acceptable on Facebook anymore? Even though it's really not like I don't I don't say kill Jews or, or anything like I'm still yeah, fairly yeah, you're liberal. Threatening anyone? Yeah. <laughs> like all I'm doing is saying that this guy's stupid. <laughs> but I, oh, I'm sorry. I used a I used a racy word. You but, used retard, which uh, according to some people is now as bad as saying the n word. Yeah. Well, which, if 
it, Fuck it's it's a sensitive word for some people, myself included, because I have a background of working with people with disabilities. My brother-in-law has pretty severe autism and still lives with his parents. See, but the way that Oroa was saying was he called somebody, he was calling somebody that for being stupid. Well, no, I, I so then why it. not just say stupid? No, I, I get it. I get, yeah, yeah, I get being that too. offended by it. I get being offended by it even. And, and but there's like, no, but but it's not a bannable word, no. right? And that that's my feeling on it. It's you didn't like, threaten yeah, anybody. I get it because I yeah, I'll, in my personal life, I won't do it publicly. But yeah, I will say some pretty fucking terrible things that are not really permissible in society. But <laughs> like, but that's because it's but but then it's behind closed doors with people you trust, and you're not worried about any sort of consequence in that environment. Yeah, and I feel like I should be able to do that on. Facebook, where I'm talking to my actual friends, but even then, it's not safe. Yeah, like, you, this happened years ago and was actually one of the things that made me delete my f- original Facebook account. Was I, I j- all I did was speak out against the military. I really? just said, fu- Yes, I said, fuck the military was basically what I said. Like, I don't you. remember my exact wording, but yeah, they took down my first post and they just said, Don't do it again. I said, nah, fuck you, Facebook, and fuck the military. It got pulled down, and I got a 24-hour ban. Nice. And that was just a post that was limited to friends only, which means that one of my friends reported me, by the way. But it was really? friends only. Yeah, it was a friends only post, and that got me banned from Facebook for 24 hours. Did you ever figure out which friend that was and remove them? I would imagine that it was one of three people because I only have three friends that have ever even been in the military. Oh, I was just thinking you were going to say it was three friends. You only have three friends. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you you mentioned you mentioned that you made the post fuck the military, and now I'm just thinking about the uh, the Vietnam era case where the guy had the jacket that said "fuck the draft." <laughs> yeah, and um, like that was the general idea. It was just that like. You know, it, it fuck this whole military complex that we have going on in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, this whole... and all that, and, and like that's going to get me taken down from this site. Like these kind of actions, this whole like we're one of the top one hundred most important companies in the fucking world because Cloudflare is, and we have the power to shut down a a, a site. Like this, like like Cloudflare isn't gonna it isn't killing their site, but they're definitely doing a great disservice to them. Like, yeah, yeah and- they legally have the right to do that, but at the same time, it's kind of a scary thought. It's the same thing as with the whole net neutrality thing in the first place. That if we if we allow uh, ISPs to say. Uh, yeah, sure. Netflix, you're, you're just going to have to pay $100 million a year to, to be able to stream at over 5 megabits per second to each individual customer. You're just going to have to. And, like, we allow that, then what's to stop ISPs from going, you know, we just really don't like CNN as much as Fox News, so we're just going to make CNN take 10 minutes to load. Yes. Okay? Uh, net neutrality, baby. And it's the um, same thing, though, is that it can go the other way, that we are, we have to also protect even the companies and the groups we don't like. Yeah. Because otherwise we're making the same mistakes and doing the same things that they're doing. 
Exactly. But I do want to I do want to point out the rationale he had. He said my rationale for making this decision was simple. The people behind the Daily Stormer are assholes. <laughs> I guess that's just as good a reason as any if you have latitude to make those changes yourself anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just worrisome to me that and it's really our own fault and, and it, it, like pr- I'm pretty much just repeating myself from my video but it's our own fault for allowing these companies to become as ubiquitous as they are and we surrendered our rights to them yay citizens united woo anyway well we 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 said hey yeah google have all of my identity and have all of them. become become my search god just give me only the information that you deem worthy of me because yes. I don't want to have a brain. But hey, Google is still a way better search than Yahoo. Google okay. is also way better than DuckDuckGo, but I will still use DuckDuckGo every day of my life until Google stops being a shitstorm. Yahoo is the worst. Anyway. I miss uh, Alta Vista. I was about to bring up Alta Vista, actually. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let me ask Jeeves, you guys. No. no. Ask my mom Jeeves has an Ask Jeeves toolbar on her computer. Still? Yeah. What? Oh. what kind of son are you? Awesome. So um, let's move on, and we're going to move on to another thing that's going to piss people off. Um, Dreamhost. There's uh, there's a warrant that the Department of Justice is trying to get. Um, the Department of Justice has demanded that the company hand over IP addresses of 1.2 million people who visited Disrupt. Uh, Wait, J20 they're really website. doing it? Yeah, they're trying to, yeah. Oh my fucking god! I didn't think they were actually going to do it! Yeah, the site was used to coordinate protests of Donald Trump, uh, his inauguration, among other things. And now the Justice Department wants DreamHost to share any information it has about the site and the people who interact with it. Motherfuck! Now, DreamHost is uh, standing firm, and they said that the Justice Department has also demanded thousands of people's contact information, email content, uh, and photos. The hosting company said uh, that these demands represent a very unfocused, searched, and an unlawful request uh, for users' personal information. So, the ACLU is standing up for DreamHost. It says one of the core principles... Of the Fourth Amendment is the prohibition of uh, general searches, meaning the government cannot simply go fishing for a wide range of information in the hope that some kind of useful information will turn up. Uh, said that's exactly what the government is appears to be doing with these demands. So yeah, apparently, thankfully, DreamHost is saying no. We're, what? No, no, fuck off. But. Unfortunately, the, the Department of Justice is searching, trying to get 1.2 million IP addresses and then thousands of email address and contact information for protesters. Uh, I, I imagine Aroa visited the fucking site. Yeah, so I imagine Aroa has something to say about this. Uh, I I don't want to go on another tangent because I just <laughs> talked for way too long anyway. But wow. Yeah, I, I I heard that this was like a possibility, but I sincerely thought that somebody in the fucking Justice Department would go, "Hold up, guys, <laughs> this doesn't make any fucking sense. What are we doing?" 
But yeah. apparently not. No, they just they just went. Hey, who went here? Cause we want to sue them and put them in the black site camps. And cause like that's what this fucking sounds like. Yeah, like it does. you want to talk about some nineteen eighty four ass shit? Like seriously? God yeah. damn. So uh, Nick Lotus isn't in the room. So Earl, what what are your thoughts on this? I think it's reprehensible. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, it's just a terrible idea because it, on one hand, it's a gross misuse to misuse of power and a uh, perversion of justice, but also it's just so incredibly inaccurate for what they're trying to do. I mean, this would be anybody that they'd be finding counter protesters IP addresses because you know that the people that were on the far right were also looking at that website to try and get information and figure out, Oh, when are these guys going to protest so we can anti exactly. Yeah. So at what point is this really useful? And that's sort of been the silver lining that I've been seeing pop up over and over again, uh, in the current administration and the current political climate that, okay, they want to do this horrible thing, but you know, can they, you know, yeah. I, and I don't mean as in from a legal standpoint, I mean, from like, no, are they literally able to do that? Can they get get themselves together enough to to accomplish this? Thankfully, so far it's been no. Yeah. But the thought alone of this should be a wake up call to everybody, because, like like was said earlier, that's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And in ways, which amendment is the right to peacefully protest? Is that covered under the first? I think that's under the first. Yeah, yeah, okay. peaceful assembly. It's a violation of that one too. I mean, oh, Nick Lotus is back. Yeah, no, I've I've been in the room. I just, you know, can't chime in on the really, really political stuff. I know that was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh but but he this this story and the last story are kind of the exact opposite, but they're very similar. Uh, what I'm they, trying to say is is we have on one hand we have a site that says we can exercise our right to take you down off of our web services because we don't because you're assholes basically and, and we can do what we want and on the other hand we have another site uh dreamhost who said we're hosting this information and and then we have the department of justice coming on and being like give us all that information and cloudflare wasn't saying uh you know we're 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 hindering your first amendment rights uh because they the daily stormer does have the right to find another hosting company with these ones, they're basically trying to take away the First Amendment rights, saying that if you protest, we're going to look up your information and we're going to try to, as it says here, it says the DreamHost warrant in particular is likely to chill the exercise of First Amendment rights, including the right to receive information, to speak anonymously, and to associate with like-minded individuals free from threat of government unmasking. So, yeah, this is uh, this is scary. This is scary on a lot of levels. Uh, and everybody you... says I'm crazy for having a VPN on everything. Huh? It's crazy now, huh? Yeah, they're watching us. Didn't sure one of those tinfoil hats? It's still you, Aroa. You're still one of the crazy ones. But that's okay. Oh, I'll see. That's okay. Uh oh man, this is just a week. I I didn't even notice this. It's just a week of 
companies pissing people off. We're moving on to PhotoBucket. Has anyone here ever used PhotoBucket? Yes. Uh, 2004? Yeah. So, uh, PhotoBucket has been accused of blackmail after quietly requiring users to pay $400 a year to Hotlink. Which I've noticed... Blackmail? Yeah, kinda. So, because they're hi- they're holding things hostage. Um, so I've noticed this. I've been I've gone to uh, different websites. Like when I was, uh, um, well, they, putting the a hard drive says extortion, which seems yeah. much more fitting. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I was looking up how to uh, modify my PlayStation Two, and they had included pic- pictures from PhotoBucket, and I was like, why are all these pictures coming up with this stupid fucking like speedometer thing? Well, apparently, PhotoBucket has decided that in order for you to actually get a lot of your pictures, um, you have to pay $399 annual fee uh, to users who want to embed on third-party websites. Uh, users are now accusing PhotoBucket of, of extortion as the service failed to make the update uh, in its terms of service abundantly clear. Uh, so have any of you, uh, hosted pictures on third-party websites through PhotoBucket, or have you just put photos on there and kind of forgot about them? Uh, I've used some. I've, I've, I've used some, like, if I, if I took a picture or something and just needed a place to host it so I could put it on a message board, but not very much. Yeah, I used, like, forums. So those forums have probably now don't even have, uh, have those pictures. They're probably, (laughs) they probably have this stupid... Uh, third-party hosting usage. Don't worry, your photos are safe. In order to restore third-party hosting, please upgrade to our plus five hundred dollar. I'm sorry, five hundred membership. So I would imagine. I'm sorry. What was that? uh, I would imagine that the reason that this is happening in the first place is that PhotoBucket is running out of money. I would imagine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then they go for this crazy cash grab that's just going to drive everyone away? I, They're desperate and stupid. Yeah, who's going to pay that money? It's a lot of money to host fucking images. Especially when you can just use, like, Google Drive or something. Yeah, or yeah. Imgur or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, I don't think PhotoBook has made the news in the last decade. <laughs> so that's <laughs> good on them. Fair enough. They're making the news now. But I would think if I was this company and I said, okay, we need money, let's, let's, let's stop third party hosting for any new content. So anything old can stay, but anything that has been submitted after X date, um, then we're, we're going to do this little thing where we can't embed the images on third party sites. That would have been smarter. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Um, or at least make it abundantly clear, because apparently they didn't, that they were going to be doing something like this. And also, 400 fucking dollars? <laughs> Who's going to pay $400 to host images on third-party websites? Yeah, not- especially whenever you could probably self-host for less than that through Amazon. Yeah, not a damn person's going to do that. Oh, I pay less than that for my entire website. <laughs> and I pay less than that for my website. Um... The hosting for the podcast and um, everything else that has to do with the website, I pay less than $400 a year. So, yeah, this is just stupid. 
Um, yeah, that's. I don't know why I brought that up. Anybody want to chime in? Nope. Is I mean, Connor even you... here? I am. Oh, hi, Connor. <laughs> you want to know what I think about uh, about hosting data? It's stupid. I, I think the internet should always be a, a free outlet for people to genuinely express themselves. And the fact that we have people hunting over, after, after IP addresses and users onto websites based on what that website's political leanings might be is absolute crack. It's very Orwellian in the world right now. Yeah. No, sir. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. What were you going to say, Earl? Kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what it is. Hey. I think I agree with you when you say this is really says that photo buckets days are numbered. Oh, because you see this a lot of times from companies that are about to go under, they make these grandiose efforts that they think will generate them money. But I'd really love to see the numbers on who's paying this $400. Like I imagine they probably got like, they probably suckered a few small businesses out in like the Midwest somewhere who don't know any better out of their money, you know, or maybe some, poor grandmother somewhere but anybody who's been using the internet long enough to have uploaded things to photo bucket when it was first relevant now knows what they can do instead of using photo bucket and i i can't imagine anybody actually paying the money to use that i you so. know if they if they said oh we'll we'll let you store because right now it has um Two dollars or two gigs for uh, storage for free, hundred dollars a year for one hundred and two gigabytes of storage, and that's it. So why 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 not say okay if it's free, then you're going to be able to host or take our pictures and put them on the website, and then if you pay for the hundred dollars plan, which is one hundred and two gigabytes of storage. Um, then we'll let you embed images. Like they're they're for that much, you. just buy another hard drive to back up your photos on. Well, so these are for what I've seen uh, reading through the article. They said it's used for a lot for small businesses, but also I've seen it used on, as you said, uh, forums, so that they'll like say somebody's like writing a guide on Reddit for how to. Uh, like hack a PlayStation two or something. And they're using images from photo bucket, um, that they've host that they've done so that they can show you, okay, here are the steps to do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, I've pretty much given up all hope of ever selling that PS one controller that I put up for sale in 2005 now, because that hot link <laughs> is probably dead. So you still haven't sold your PlayStation one controller. No, it's, it's probably not. Probably, not, probably not. One day, I, I'm, a, I'm a video game pack rat. I have so much. Video game I, I do. Play. I do too. I do too. Um, you're probably going to get somebody like in 2018 is like, hey, five dollars for a PlayStation One controller, and you're going to like, damn, I have to go find that. <laughs> uh, but we, then uh, they can't be like, this is the pic- the controller you showed. This is a completely different one. It'll be like, how do you know the picture was taken down? PlayStation One controllers are surprisingly expensive. I'm going off topic, but when we were at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year, uh, my friend Durga bought a PlayStation, but it didn't have any controllers. So he got it really cheap. And so then we were searching for controllers, and people wanted like 15 bucks per controller for a PlayStation 1 controller. 
Well, I think that's because you can use those with a PlayStation 2 and use them for PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. And it's the dual shock work. Yeah. And so what we did was we went to one guy who had, like, if you bought two controllers, they were like $2 a piece. And of course, my friend asked, Oh, are these guaranteed to work? And the dude's like, Dude, they're $2. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not guaranteed to work. You Get take them at your own risk. Uh, they all worked, by the way, so that was good. Nice. Anyway. Yay, happy ending to the story. Uh, and one more happy ending uh, with Oregon. We're moving on. Uh, I don't know if Nick Lotus can talk about this. Oh, she might be able to. Oregon is making drug pos- possession a misdemeanor. Oh. So awesome. in Oregon, as Earl knows. Drug um, possession. No, it's all drugs. I mean, which which ones? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go over that. So in Oregon, okay. uh, I think it was last year or the year before we made uh, pot legal. And pretty much everywhere you go, there's a place with a green cross on it. And you can just walk in and buy marijuana. It's awesome. Uh, I don't smoke pot, but it's still pretty cool, and it's bringing lots of money in uh, for tax revenue. Um, Earl, unfortunately, cannot smoke pot because of this job. Sorry, Earl. That's all right. And uh, a bill has been signed by Governor Kate Brown on Tuesday that makes personal use possession of cocaine, heroin, uh, meth, and other drugs a misdemeanor, not a felony. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, it's still illegal. Obviously, you're going to get in a little bit of trouble for it, but you're not going to be sent to prison <laughs> for Yeah, that's fantastic. for having a personal use amount. Now, if it is enough intent to, to distribute was different. Yeah, if if there's enough that's there's an intent to distribute, um obviously it's still going to be a felony. Um uh Illinois did the same thing just just with weed, but uh they did the same thing uh recently. And right. That- overjoyed me like i think that this is a great middle ground for all the states that are like no we're not making weed legal like just make it a misdemeanor yeah yeah people should not be fucking going to jail for possession of drugs right unless unless it's like you're carrying around 10 pounds of cocaine in your trunk like in that case okay i get it but like man if you have a problem or if you just like smoking some ganja, I, the government shouldn't be fucking throwing you in a cell over that. So, yeah, see, I don't do any drugs, but I do think that it, it's silly when you have people in prison for 15 years sometimes or more for just having like coke on them for a nonviolent drug offense. So. And- this obviously comes back to the whole uh, when when there's a girl private who, prison situation yeah, and how yeah. much profit is to be made off of imprisoning massive amounts of people. But hey, you when, know. yeah, we so so a case that happened recently. We have a girl who I think she got two and a half years or something like that for having her boyfriend kill himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody doesn't know the story, basically. Uh, this guy, he was going out with a girl and he was thinking about killing himself and he went and put himself in a car and turned it on. And then he was like, wait a minute and turned it off. And of course he was inside a garage, so he'd suffocate himself to death. And so that's how John's dad did it. Yeah. 
And so he goes and uh, he texts her and he's like, hey, I'm really scared. I, I can't do it. And she texted him back saying, no, you need to get back in there and do it. Like, and, and basically, in she not basically, she encouraged him to go kill herself or kill himself. And she gets like two and a half years or seven years or some, some shit. But yet we have people who have nonviolent drug offenses going in for over 10 years. Bullshit. So it's good that they've made those drugs a, a misdemeanor. Which, yeah. I mean, they're still not great drugs. I mean, you got heroin and meth. And I've had to deal with, with people on both of those. Not a fun experience, gotta tell ya. But um, having them put in rehab or having them put, you know, on, on some sort of probation is way better than having them thrown in prison. Yeah. So... Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Anybody else? Connor? I'm Connor? glad that... What? Connor's our uh, big uh, drug addict in here. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, there's all the drugs. I guess. All of them. <laughs> At once. Uh, it, oh, yeah. I'm glad to see that Oregon is taking a rational response to this. Uh, I'm reminded just with the story of a video by Kurzgesagt, which does, like, uh, I guess you could describe them as, like, TED Talks for stoners. So oh, go check good. those out too. Yeah. They have a video on addiction where they describe very much how addiction isn't necessarily a personal issue. It's more of a societal and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An environmental issue. Uh, they, they drew parallels to this experiment they did called Rat Park or Rat Heaven or something like that. Uh, where they're basically offering these rats water that's filled with cocaine. And when they're alone, they, you know, every time OD on the cocaine. But as they're, <laughs> when they're putting in a situation where they can be social, they could reproduce, they could exercise, they could have fun. They they barely touch it at all. Yeah. Uh, you could find the the exact the the paper that they did on that if you want specifics. But the the fact that we're finally treating this as not a means to an end to make money off of some people who just have shit lives is a good step in the first direction. Yeah. And so. uh Nick Lotus probably has nothing to say on this. Nothing? No, it's, it's, I, I think it's a little too political for me to get too into. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Nick Lotus doesn't do, do any drugs. Connor does all of her drugs. I mean, it, weed's, legal, weed's legal in Nevada now, too. And there's a lot of you know controversy swirling around that. And, the, and of course, here, there's, there's just this ongoing court battle between dispensaries and alcohol distributors. Because whenever, uh, whenever recreational was voted in, what part of the terms was that uh, alcohol distributors would get first dibs on, on uh, distributing the stuff, right? And, but, but they haven't been able to keep up with demand. And so the court has put this emergency order in place saying, hey, dispensaries can distribute their own stuff now. But of course, liquor distributors are fighting that even though they can't keep up with demand. I mean, like dispensaries are actually running out of product. Yeah. And, and yeah, I remember that um, Nevada put a state of emergency for not having enough weed. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Colorado thing. And they, and they're like, they're going to other cities. They're like, Oregon, can we have some of your weed so we can sell it? Man, Nevada's the worst type of roommate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, before pot was legalized, I was actually uh, more against it. But I've seen that since it's become legalized in Oregon... Uh, it's, it's actually, people are actually smoking pot less, um, because it's actually harder to get now. 
because you actually have to go to a dispensary and there's less small time and crooks. show ID and all that. Yeah. Can you grow your own though? Um, I believe you can. There's there's a limit to how much you can grow. Sure. But you can grow your own. There, you could have like four plants or something. I, I know so little about it that like I don't know if that would give you a good yield or not. Or yeah. Would that be worth it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I mean, trust me. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Why would Connor know such things? I mean, I, I've I've seen a Cheech and Chong movie. I kind of know the basics of of the dealios. It can be used to build an entire truck. <laughs> Clearly, it'll really grab you by the poo poo too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it says, as of July first, twenty fifteen, Oregonians allow are allowed to grow up to four plants on their property. Possess up to eight ounces of usable marijuana in their homes and up to one ounce on their person. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that's been going on in Oregon lately really makes me tempted to to move out there. Oregon's great. Yeah. Oregon's Oregon great. just keeps making more and more great decisions. Yeah, they're like it's like California, but without like the the shitty parts of California. Yeah, without all the like shit. Yeah, well, and I've got to say, it's like are... California, but a lot more affordable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So even my area is getting less affordable, but it's still way more affordable than like anywhere in California. So can't really Other than maybe like Modesto. Yeah, maybe. Living. But even Modesto uh, is pretty expensive. I have um, actually there's a Sony uh, place that's near there. That's in we have a Sony uh, IT group that's in Modesto, California. So, uh, yeah, like it's, it's not super cheap to live there and, and Oregon, like, I'm, I rent prices in Bend are going outrageous, but in places around Bend, like Redmond and, and Prineville and Madras, they're still relatively cheap. So, uh, also, as I've stated before, we don't have sales tax. So you go to the store and something's yeah. $2 and it's $2. And uh, we don't pump our own gas, which a lot of people complain about and, and get out and they're like, I can put my own damn gas. But when it's negative 20 outside and the guy comes up and it's like, hey, I'll pump your gas. And you're like, I'm not going to leave my car. This is awesome. So can I can I ask you a question about that? Do you tip that guy? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is that something that like that? That'd be it. That tap sucks when it's negative 20, man. Uh, you can. You can tip them. It's not required. I know in Jersey. You also can't pump your own gas. And, uh, like, people have said, no, you don't tip them. Like, straight up. Like, it's sort of, like, considered, uh, like, a faux pas in that it comes across like you're looking down on the person. No, no, no. So, it's, you're, here, here, it's not, there's not that, uh, negative on it. If, Man, it's also if New you, Jersey, so. Yeah, if you go somewhere and you tip them, like, uh, Durga. Durga's actually a, a gas attendant now. And he said that where he works, he actually works at Fred Meyers uh, or Kroger's over east. And uh, when he is gets a, a supermarket, tip, uh, yeah, supermarket slash gas Kro- station place. Okay, yeah, Kroger, Kroger's like uh, like low class Walmart, like shopping save. You guys have yeah, homes? yeah, yeah, something like that. So anyway, okay. um, what was I saying is is when he gets a tip. Um, he's not allowed to accept the tip, I think, via his company's laws or rules. 
Um, but at other places, like I've seen people get tips and it happens a lot more when like people from California drive up to Oregon and you know, you go and somebody pumps your gas and the Californian will be like, Oh, here's like five bucks. So, sure. um, they, they put a little bit more effort when people from out of town come in because they, gotcha. they're going to get a little bit more tips. And sometimes, uh, you know, if it's really slow or something, actually the gas attendant will like wash your windows and stuff for you too. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Oregon's awesome. I fucking love Oregon. Anyway. I have enjoyed every time I've gone out there. It's been very pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're going to be here in uh, October. I plan on it. Yeah. So you'll, you get those, uh, those free airline tickets so you can, you'll be here. You should be here, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, that's everything for this week. So, uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. Apparently no one's going to be. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. (laughs) No, we, uh, you know, did any of us have anything better to do? Uh, you've been probably, let me see, what game have you been playing this whole time? He was playing Starcraft 2 earlier. Yeah, I was playing, I was playing Fallout 4, now I'm playing Starcraft 2. And Aroa's playing. Fallout is great, guys. I've been playing Mordor the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, so where can we find you? Uh, Nick Lotus, where can we find you? Oh, nope. Where, what, maybe? You there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. It says you're typing. So. Yes. Where can we find you online? I am on YouTube and Facebook under the name Nick Lotus Plays. I'm also Nick Lotus on Twitter and Tumblr. All right. And Earl the Third. I can be found on Twitter at E-A-R-L-G-R-A-Y-T-H-I-R-D, Earl Gray Third on Twitter. And sometimes I stream on Twitch under the name St. Aspartame, yeah. which uh, no one's going to follow <laughs> that because no one knows how to spell aspartame. A-S-P-A-R-T-A-M-E. Yep, I knew Another that fellow Diacola brother. <laughs> no, I, I hate aspartame. Oh, I love it. I don't even like regular soda anymore because I miss the aspartame taste. Oh, That's I'm... fucking weird, man. I know. <laughs> Gross. I Diet have... Pepsi makes me want to puke. I haven't had soda in over two years. I'm Although drinking soda wow. right now. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. No soda. Shit. I had a, I had a sip of that Dew SA stuff. Oh, it... that stuff is like really mediocre. It was it was super sweet. Yeah, it's it's just like three of the the democracy uh, flavors mixed together, and I like like I've always been one to mix together sodas, but that was just why it wasn't very what? good. What uh, the fuck, Aroa? Where can we find you? Uh well, I'm on Twitter at Aroa. I uh, got the YouTube at Aroa one three three seven. Um, I. I don't know whether I'm going to keep up with Facebook or not anymore. I've deleted the app off my phone, actually. I don't have it uh, on my phone either. So the like, I got a Facebook page with the Row Entertainment, but I think we might just be transitioning away from that. Um, and then uh, I don't. I still haven't decided whether I'm going to stick with Twitch or not. Um, I know last week I said not. Nah, I'm just going with Twitch. But uh, yeah, the the real time interaction with Mixer is really, really valuable. So uh, it'll probably just depend on if uh, I ever manage to get partnered with either site. It'll just be whoever gives me money first. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think we're missing anyone important, so uh, you nope. can find me. <laughs> uh, go on, Connor. Tell us where you're at. 
you can find me on Twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk. That's it. I don't tweet like anything relevant. No, or ever, I do this because I'm bored, and I say that every week. You should know this by now. Yeah, and you can find Nathan Reitz Ruth. Um, I'm I'm reading everywhere. So reading on Twitter, reading on Twitch, reading on Mixer. Um, with Mixer, I was like, I'm gonna do Mixer only, and then I was like, I'm not getting any viewers, so I'm gonna do uh restream or uh uh rebeam, whatever it's called. Yeah. And uh, just do that and and stream on Twitter. I'm sorry, Mixer and Twitch at the same time. Um, you're gonna get about a 30 second delay on Twitch. But Twitch uh, has actually gotten a lot better. We found out. Uh, I was streaming on there last week after the podcast. I think it was. Wasn't was that when I did? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Whenever, whenever it was, and Connor was on there, and we figured it was about 10 seconds now. Oh, good. So. It's That's still nothing compared to Mixer being, you know, not inst- even a second. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can find my website at uh, reetonentertainment.com. YouTube is Reeton Entertainment or Reeton. Either way, you're going to find me. And you can find the podcast. If you're listening to this uh, via my website or on YouTube, you can also subscribe to the podcast. There's a link down below for the iOS um, if you're Apple and uh, Android uh the google play store so you can subscribe either way and those will download to any of your iDevices or google play uh ones that you have linked to google play and listen to the podcast there Uh, again thank you guys for being here and i will talk to some or all of you next week maybe (laughs) (laughs) i hate you all goodbye (laughs) Bye.